Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tea Bar podcast, your friendly reality TV podcast where we talk about all your favorite Bravo shows, including Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and New York, which we'll be discussing today. So let's kick it off. My first question, ladies, is say we are on Bravo Tinder for Ramona Singer and the candidates on this Bravo Tinder Tinder are all Bravo celebrities. Who would you choose out of any Bravo show that we've seen? Wait, I'm confused. What like I'm confused about the question. What do you mean? <laughs> so out of any Bravo show, yeah. if you had to set Ramona Singer up, who would it be? If you could set her up, I guess. Oh, without any of the men that are on the shows? Yeah, all women, whoever she's down for. Right. Um, I feel like given Ramona's like what like what Mario was like, I would probably say her type is more like the Maurizio, because mm. he's kind of exotic, um, and he's obviously like part of the one percent given the agency. And, yeah, I think she'd probably super vibe him because he's also younger than her and that seems to be her type as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel as though the main show that I watch or the main shows that I watch are Beverly Hills and New York. And I just don't think, besides Maurizio, that there's probably anyone else that she would go for out of all all of the husbands. You know, when you're thinking about, say, Ken from... Lisa Vanderpump or Harry Hamlin or maybe Dr. Dr. Paul Nassif, you know, <laughs> I'm not thinking that, uh, you know, any of these guys would probably be the type that she would go for. So probably Maurizio, but I, you know. Not PK? I don't think that she could stand him. <laughs> I think he'd be too vulgar. Maybe he would talk about vaginas too much and panicate. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, imagine because. Ramona is a good Catholic girl. Yes, exactly. That would just never work. But she's wild in bed, guys. That's true. And she's done it everywhere, apparently. (laughs) As well as defecating. That is also. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, I was thinking along the lines of maybe a different show, but unfortunately, um, so I was thinking maybe if he wasn't such a dirty, disgusting Mm disgrace of a human being thomas ravenel (laughs) yeah she does like the southern man doesn't she because she was into that misogynistic politician guy that uh thought all women were she devils so that would make sense yeah that's true so maybe her and thomas would make a good uh good duo he wouldn't date her though because he's only goes for like 20 year olds Mm. And did you guys see that he had another child recently? Uh, yes. Ugh, the worst. Who, Who is getting with him? Who thinks, who sees him and goes, this is a great idea. He's a great guy. There's not enough money in the world, honestly. No. Do people not Google him before they get with him or do they just not care? Did you guys read that uh, uh, Charleston has like the lot, the, wait, is the highest ratio of, 
uh, women to men, so there's a shortage of men there. So I think that's why. Go to another state, honestly. Yeah, I'd rather be single. Move somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and to have a child with him on top of it. Ugh. And just, like, knowing all the things that, like, Catherine De- and Dennis has been put through to in order to get, like, custody payments is, like, you're not even providing for the mother of your kids. Mm. It's pretty. Yeah. Actually, have you guys heard the latest about Southern Charm and ma- the majority of the women on the show have, have quit the show? So I don't know if they're going to be filming another season. Yeah, I have heard that they most of them have quit. Who's actually stayed on? Because I think Cam left, Catherine, Catherine I th- left? No, I think Catherine. Was, no, Catherine's Yeah, there. Catherine was one of the uh, only one that's, ones that stayed, from the girls anyway. Um, but I did hear, I mean, talks that maybe it was going to be Austin and his girlfriend, his on and off again girlfriend. Possibly she might come on instead. But yeah, I feel as though the show... I don't know. They need some classier women on the show because that's kind of was the preface initially of the show. Yeah, I just I don't want to watch any of these men anymore. Like I used to have a thing for Shep and now the more I watch him, I'm like, oh, God, like what what did I ever see in that guy? He's he's so washed up and gross. I told you guys that I went to his bar when I was in Charleston. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was a weird place. It's not what I imagined it to be. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was quite weird. It was just a kind of seedy bar and the people that were working there weren't very friendly. It was in, I know in the show he says it's in an up and coming neighbourhood. It was in a pretty seedy (laughs) neighbourhood. So, yeah, I mean... Don't get me wrong, it is quite close to the centre of town. So basically the main area, which has okay. multi-million dollar houses there. And then it is the next suburb over, but there is a stark disconnect between these two suburbs. Yeah, it's quite quite interesting. But yeah, it just it wasn't, wasn't that great. And the people weren't very friendly. Oh. And I just wanted to meet some reality TV stars. Yeah, 100%. That's the only reason I'd go. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to stay tuned to see... Uh, if they will f- uh, film another season and who will be on the season. All right, everyone, let's head over to Real Housewives of New York for this week. So the ladies are back in Mexico, and I'm so glad that we got a bit of a recap from last week and we uh, we started on the finisher of uh, Ramona saying, I'm not talking about vaginas, it's disgusting, <laughs> uh, which I'm glad that we got to relive that moment once again. Uh, so we have the women back in the villa. It's the morning after the uh, the fallout between Dorinda and Ramona and a little bit Luann and, and Leah. Then we head over to the beach in Mexico where we get to watch the women go uh, camel riding again, which I'm also glad that we got to see a flashback not once but twice of Luann riding her camel uh, last time and almost being bucked off. Then the ladies head over to their beachfront cabana and have a lovely lunch there. Uh, And then we head out that night and we have the dinner for Sonia's birthday at the Mexican restaurant. Once again, great night. Uh, But yes, I thought this was a uh, pretty fun episode, actually. Uh, Although problematic for Dorinda. Do you know what? I don't know if I enjoyed this episode that much. Um, it was okay, but, yeah, it just 
it was fun, but it's not the best that I've seen. So I was a bit let down. Oh, I enjoyed it. Actually, I quite enjoyed it because it made me really want to go to Mexico. That beach was amazing. That cabana. Yeah. I want that in my life. So when the when the Rona I is agree gone. with you about the beaches. Because um, usually, so Perth is, the, I, I would say, the best beaches. And those beaches in Mexico mm. look pretty nice. Yeah. What did you guys, um, what did you guys think of? So Luann was talking to Ramona and then Ramona kind of brought up Dorinda's drinking. And then when Luann got back to Dorinda, explaining to Dorinda what Ramona was talking about, Dorinda flipped out at Luann and started saying how Luann was a drunk and got arrested. This was really hard to watch. I feel I actually felt really bad for Luann because we literally just got a snippet of Dorinda saying about Ramona calling her a drunk and she turned around and said that she would never say those things about her friend and she would never bring it up and almost within the same breath brings it up about Luann. I agree. It was so painful. I think... I would be so scared to be around Dorinda because you could be the nicest person to her and then she thinks that you said something and then she flips out. I just don't know. It feels like she's got a little chip on her shoulder over the drinking thing. So if anyone mentions anything, she's like, goes on the attack. I agree, but particularly with um, Luann, like she will always, whenever she can, mention how, how about you for for getting put in jail for drinking? Yeah, and it's not just, you know, you went to jail, it's, and then you went to jail again, or whatever she said, and, and you're drunk, and you were in AA, and blah, blah, blah. And Luann literally was just conveying the message from Ramona. And I didn't watch it back, but I don't recall... Uh, Luann saying what Dorinda had said that she had said. I can't remember what exactly. I think that it was basically Luann was calling Dorinda that she had a drinking problem, really, which I don't, yeah, I don't remember Luann saying that. Yeah, I didn't watch it back, um, so I couldn't confirm, but I, I know that Leah was like, I was there and I did not hear Luann say that. Yeah, and I think if she had have said it, they would have shown a flashback. Mm. And I feel as though Luann showed some serious self-constraint mm-hmm. because Dorinda really went in on her and she was really awful. And yeah, Luann kind of got a little bit fired up, but she she held back a lot. Yeah, you got to give Luann that. Like, she does keep her composure a lot of the time, except for, you know, when she flipped out about the cabaret. But, um, <laughs> but you don't usually see her get real angry and yeah I think if I was in her position and someone did that to me again like because it wasn't long long ago when Dorinda said the same thing to Luann. Yeah and I thought it was actually quite funny of Dorinda to say the whole thing that she would never say these sorts of things about her friend when (laughs) how many times has she said to Luann at least two or three times now that she has a mugshot and that she can't talk. (laughs) I think that I think that Dorinda does probably have a drinking problem and I think she realises it because whenever it gets brought up, she gets very angry and she cries about it. I thought it was really strange when, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Luann went down to talk to Dorinda when this kind of feud was going on between Dorinda and Ramona and Ramona's on the daybeds. Mm-hmm. And then Ramona starts going having a go at Luann as well 
And I feel as though Luann is just trying to keep the peace in this situation. And Ramona um, says to Luann that she's been a mess just like Dorinda. And oh. she starts, yeah, having a go at her. I'm like, poor Luann. She, <laughs> she's probably the most normal of these girls, so maybe except for Leah. And I don't know, that's probably saying something. But oh, Also... When uh, Ramona <laughs> then tries to say, oh, but apart from you and I, like Luann, the others are a mess. Uh, it just says, you know, um, Dorinda has a drinking problem. Sonia has a drinking mm. problem. Leah too. Um, like, you guys need to go to AA. You and Sonia should go to AA together. And it's just so rude. <laughs> and Leah's right. There's a difference in being concerned and saying you need to go to AA, which is just being condescending. So true. I would never say these things to a friend. It would be a conversation out of concern and telling them I'm concerned about what's going on and let me help you type of thing. Not you need to go to AA. Ramona fully thinks she's above, I think, the show now. And I also, uh, behind the scenes, surely she must be discussing with her 50 friends how she could get them on and Mm. get others out. I never thought about that, but I think that's true. God, what a boring show would that be? Ramona and her 50 friends where they just have parties and not talk about body parts. It does make me wonder, though. I know that the, I think that there are definitely reasons why Ramona wants to stay on the show, but do you think that Ramona would ever leave? It kind of, as we were saying last week, it seems like she's done with these ladies and she just, you know, it kind of seems as though she thinks that she's above them all and that she doesn't really want to be friends with them. So do you think there's a possibility that Ramona would leave the show? Potentially. I do think she likes the attention, though, so I don't know. I think she likes – she definitely loves the perks. Like, yeah, the attention, flying um, and all the trips. (laughs) But, yeah, I I, I think as we've doubted, we don't think she's actually a one percenter and she obviously wants to marry someone rich so that, you know, she can add to her wealth kitty (laughs) – so I, I can't see her leaving anytime. Yeah. Soon. Um. Also, can I just mention? And I don't think I've really noticed this before, but how ripped is Luann? Yeah, she looks. She yes. looks great, honestly. Yeah, she's a babe. So in uh, there's a couple of shots of her, and I think she's in some sort of like strappy dress. And I was like, wow, like her shoulders and her arms are mm. super defined. And then we see her in a bikini, and I was like, she has a six pack. Um, there was also the scene with Sonia where she blames getting drunk on, well, getting drunk too quickly on the water pills. Mm. But can anyone tell me what water pills are? So. I looked this up, right, because there is a water pill that I know of. So basically, if it's the same type of pill that I'm thinking of, you take this pill and it gets rid of excess water in your body. And it's quite often for – there's might there might be different things that you take it for. One is for your heart, so where you're not actually getting rid of all the water properly and it stops, like, at the build-up around your heart. All right. Yeah, this is, like, very <laughs> simply put. Um, and it basically just makes you go to the toilet more. So you're basically excreting more water than what you usually would. And yes, a hundred percent you get, you can get super dehydrated, uh, and you can get really dizzy and whatnot, um, as you would just generally being dehydrated. But I looked up the pill that I know of anyway, 
and uh, the drunken sailor that she talks about. And I couldn't find a reference to this. Mm. But oh. at the same time, I could understand that maybe you would get more drunk quicker mm-hmm. being on it because you're so dehydrated. But I also think that she <laughs> just the amount that she drinks has a lot to do with it. And I yes. don't think that she can blame all of these crazy antic- antics on a water pill. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, if you maybe have one of those pills in one drink, I doubt it would make you, like, so mm-hmm. drunk. But, yeah, it depends on how many drinks she's actually having. Yeah. And she says, I think she says that she's been taking these pills for a long time. Mm. So <laughs> you've only just made this connection. I don't know. It seems odd. I don't think it's true. I think that, yeah, her behavior has a lot to, to play in this. There's just one notable quote from Dorinda that happens from that first, from the rest of that night, I should say. And Dorinda says, so in reference to Ramona singing, be, Ramona Singer being out past four, she says, anybody out past 12 at night is fucking and finding. <laughs> I thought it'd be finding and fucking, but you never know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what are what are the steps? Like <laughs> all of a sudden you find yourself in the act and then you find them. <laughs> or what are you finding when you're doing the act? Maybe a chicken wing. <laughs> Um, so the next morning, uh, so I think Leah and Luann go to work out. But before that, Leah is using like a quartz stone facial roller. Has anyone tried that? Just out of curiosity. No. Have you tried it, Claire? No, but I, um, I've um i ordered a derma roller in through oh, Amazon. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that to come. I get a lot of skincare TikToks pop up on my feed. And quite often they talk about these quartz rollers and basically – they do nothing. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if if anything, there might be something connected with blood flow in the sense of you're stimulating blood flow. Yeah, I think it's a stretch. But some of them are just like, if it makes you feel good, <laughs> why not? Roll that quartz away. Um, In this same scene, Ramona Singer is in like a brown swimsuit and her boobs just look really nice and big. Yeah. So go Ramona. That was some good surgery. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. And then we see um, Leah in like an athleisure set that I really like. Did you guys see that? It was like a pastel colours. Mm, yeah, no, that was a nice outfit. Just acknowledging the fashion of uh, Lasses of New York, everyone. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel quite often they don't always get it right on New York. Mm, I agree. And I think you'll see that with the reunion photos if you guys have seen mm-hmm. what everyone's been wearing. Mm. Luann, I think, won it for me, but Leah looks unusual but good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me – I've got – I took a screenshot in case we discussed. Yeah, Luann's dress was nice. I did quite – I mean, of course, Leah's was uh, risque, but I quite liked it, and I thought it was a bit of a screw you to Ramona. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Um, I thought Dorinda's outfit, like, people were right. She looked like an ice skater. Yeah, she does. (laughs) And I thought that Ramona's outfit was very plain. I mean, Mm. quite often they go to these reunions and they have these crazy big sparkling dresses, uh, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Tinsley. Um, 
And Ramona was, yeah, quite plain. Although in Ramona's photo, I don't know if it was heavily photoshopped. It does look as though it was. But she yeah. looks like she's about 30. Yeah, she looks great. I actually didn't mind Tinsley dress. Like, it was princessy, but I, I vibed it. I loved how extra Sonia's mask is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so at the back of the breakfast scene for Real Housewives of New York, uh, I just, I wrote a note here that Candice Luann said, we're in Mexico, we should have huevos rancheros, like the, uh, so the Mexican eggs. And I just, I just love that they continue that (laughs) (laughs) storyline. And I love, um, I don't know if you noticed the, um, the housekeeper when Luann said it, she was just kind of like, "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like was not impressed <laughs> when they went on the camel rides i noticed like none of the ladies actually wanted to ride the camels like dorinda said she didn't want to leah said she didn't want to Luann was like i don't really want to and i'm like does anyone actually yeah. want to ride these things like why are At you here first i was thinking who organized this camel ride <laughs> because yeah i i thought the same thing no one wants to ride these bloody camels and then dorinda said she had and then I agreed. I can't remember who said it, but um, camels aren't Mexican. Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I didn't get the correlation there. It must they must have been producer driven. Surely, mm, I wonder if they just wanted to show Luann's camel scene. But you know, guys, I've ridden a camel before. Have you? I have when I was twelve years old. Wow. <laughs> and I rode a camel and I did not fall off so just like Amazing. a humble brag uh, also a fun fact for you is there is a real camel problem in Australia many many thousands of camels they are a pest in Australia really they try and do culls of them because there's so many what's going to happen to the population after the pandemic were they mm-hmm. affected camels reach out to us <laughs> <laughs> just like if you guys have never heard about the great emu war to look it up you will not be disappointed of the great emu war of wa i guess we kind of jumped ahead a little bit i don't know if you guys uh recall the conversation between leah and ramona and mm-hmm. basically they have the chat about everything that Ramona has been doing to Leah and vice versa. And once again, we see Ramona, the apologizer. But once again, I don't feel as though she really apologized for the key thing that Leah was angry about, which was one, Ramona bringing up Leah's mental health issues. Um, Yeah, I think that's obviously the main thing. And she just, yeah, she just kind of brushed over it and didn't really apologize for that. I agree. I don't even think she really apologized. She was just Mm. like, oh, I let my expectations of you get in the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which made me question, like, what expectations she has because she said, oh, I see so much potential in you. And I'm like, potential for what? To be like you, Ramona? Like, Like, I don't know if she's realized by now, but Leah does not want to be like Ramona. And I feel as though this whole time Ramona is just talking to Leah like she is a little kid and Leah is a grown woman. Yeah, she's almost 40. I think, you know, <laughs> she's she can't be moulded into Ramona anymore. No, but I kind of feel like the, a similar kind of storyline was for Tinsley as well. And yeah, Tinsley was 40, 40 something and they all, you know, treated her like she was a 17 year old girl. But yeah, so I don't really feel like anything in my mind, was really resolved. And I think although Leah accepted the apology, I don't think that she... I think she thought the same, is that, you know, Ramona wasn't really apologising. 
And I mm. think Leah was just, you know, just trying to kind of keep the peace. It was good to see that they could put the issues aside and enjoy, like, I guess, the rest of the trip. Obviously, it rears its head um, towards the end <laughs> of this episode, but <laughs> it was, yeah, it's good not to just um, uh, just put it aside. Um, it just back onto the camels. Uh, Dorinda had some nasty quotes <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know about you, but it just made me go, ew. Um, yeah. I think one stage she says, I know how to ride a camel or two, <laughs> ridden a couple of beasts and neared a few. And then she says, oh, I thought about it at 1am when I was on John. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> so frank. Yeah, I did. I, I wrote down those quotes as well. And I was very disturbed because that was a mental image I did not want to picture. No. And I think, I hope Ramona calls her out on that because that is day class though. Brought back memories um, because it was back on the beach and then uh, Candice Luann looked like a Bond girl in her amazing swimsuit. Mm. And I'm just, I'm even more now in awe of Countess Luann. Yeah, well, to that, when they were playing the volleyball game, I thought it was hilarious Ramona's dance moves when they were like, getting cut. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. I just don't think that she realises how bad her dance moves really are or how crazy she looks. Total time. I think she thinks she's being sexy. Yes. I mean, look, I'm sure it works on some men. I also wondered, how long did Luann play this volleyball game for? Did the producers just pick out her worst <laughs> shots? True. <laughs> how cool is it that that Luann just, like, jumped in with all these guys and was like, I got it! <laughs> she is tall, though, but, yeah, still. This episode, I have uh, I've gained a lot of respect for Luann. She's, she's fast oh. becoming a favourite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a very confident woman. I think without that confidence, she probably wouldn't do the half. The stuff that she's done. Uh, Dorinda and Luann, finally, they have a bit of a discussion about the night before. Not that anything was actually resolved. And once again, that Dorinda cannot acknowledge that she has an issue with alcohol. And once again, Luann is all she's really trying to get from Dorinda is an apology about last night and for her to admit that, you know, the stuff that Dorinda had said about Luann was wrong. And was not nice at all. And Dorinda, once again, is just feels that she's being attacked and she's on the defense. Yeah, I feel like arguing or talking with Dorinda is just a lost cause. You can't you can't talk to a person like that. We we do see at the end of this episode as well a snippet of what's to come, mm. and we it does look like the girls sit down Dorinda and have a uh, a bit of a, an anger intervention with her, which. <laughs> Does not look like it goes well, but uh, I, I'm ready for that conversation. Oh, I didn't notice that happens. I'm really curious now for next week. Um, and then because we see Ramona yelling at the end, like, we're just concerned for mm-hmm. you and, you know, we, we're just trying to help you. Yeah, I don't know if a Mexican vacation is the place to stage an intervention. <laughs> um. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Whatever gets the ratings. Uh, these, yeah, these ladies have no boundaries. <laughs> uh, so if we move on to the uh, S- Sonia's surprise birthday night, Luann, once again, I think looks amazing in her white pants mm, and shirt yeah. combo. Mm-hmm. Just go Luann. Uh, and at this Mexican restaurant, there is this one, I think he's 
quite short, but he's able to balance tequila bottle on his head. And mm. what else does he balance on his head? He then the margaritas. The, yes, I don't know, the four glasses. Yeah. Margaritas. yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. And now Leah was dancing with them as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the balancing the four glasses remind me of Uncle Moe's from The Simpsons. Like, you know, okay. when he like, had the bucket of chips, he was like, Uncle Moe's, please take the chips off my head. <laughs> Uncle Moe's, here I am. <laughs> Do you know what I noticed about this dinner, though, tonight? And I think they were really trying to uh, highlight it. At the start of the the dinner, every shot of Sonia we see, she either has one shot in her hands Two oh. shots in her hands or a margarita. <laughs> oh, I did not even get that. Oh, yeah, I noticed. They did not have a shot of her initially, I feel, without a drink in her hand or two. I mean, I guess we'll see maybe next week the episode, uh, the dinner may take a turn once again. Probably. I mean, it kind of did take a turn, I guess, more at the end part of the dinner where it seemed like Ramona and Leah were patching things up. Ramona was talking with Leah about her divorce and Leah was sharing how much she admired Ramona for patching up, you know, the relationship with her ex-husband despite him cheating on her. But then <laughs> Leah, uh, Ramona, I guess, said to Leah, please don't talk about body parts. And by that, uh, she's referring to genitals in particular. <laughs> and then Leah, like tongue in cheek, obviously <laughs> talked about uh, genital. I don't, I don't remember if she talked about um and then Ramona gets angry and I'm like come on like you can't be that and she just walks off and I'm like why are you doing this like you're not with your 50 girlfriends you're in Mexico like does it really matter Mm, I think what Leah says is that Ramona has a tight pussy (laughs) And, and yeah I think that Leah is just trying to get under her skin and this is when we hear Ramona say, I'm a nice Catholic girl. And this, I feel, is what is wrong with society, is that we have a problem with talking about vaginas. And maybe it's the feminist in me, but what is wrong with talking about your vagina? And then all the women start talking about different names that they could call <laughs> their <laughs> Vaginas, and I want to see if I can find. Did I write it down? That's right. So there was a JJ or a Nookie or a Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did love Ramona saying, I'm a good Catholic girl, when Ramona, you are a terrible Catholic girl. That's exactly right. And it makes me flashback to when Bethany said at the re. No, Bethany said that Ramona took one of her dresses. And, like, didn't give them back. Oh, (laughs) yes, yes. And then we also see in this episode flashbacks to, I think, the day or the, you know, earlier in the day when Ramona's talking about how she's had sex everywhere. I saw a clip. Someone posted one, I think Leah, on her stories, and there's a flashback of Ramona in season two or three where she's getting um, IPL maybe. And she says, oh, I feel something going up my C. The C word. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So I don't know if good Catholic girls say the C word. No. Ramona does. Not. And I also enjoyed how Ramona felt like she needed to add, oh, but I'm wild in bed. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? 
Yeah, and I always think back to the scene with Ramona and Mario, and I know I've said it before, when Ramona is basically rubbing him down on national TV in nothing but a slip nighty thing, and good Catholic girls would not do that on TV, if at all, in their personal lives. Also the embarrassment for Avery. And yeah, and as as we know, Avery got kicked out of her Catholic school because of what Ramona was doing on the show. Leah's comeback to... Ramona saying she's a good Catholic girl. It was like basically your turtle time for life. <laughs> I didn't really understand the insult, but she kept yelling turtle time at her. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, burn. I wasn't sure if she meant as in when Ramona gets drunk, then she dances and does her turtle time dance. Who knows? I, I thought Sonia had some good quotes during the dinner, including, I have diapers if you want them. <laughs> when And then um, when Luann and Sonia were hitting on the guy, or wanting to hit on the guys at the bar, and then Sonia said, criminals have dicks like everybody else. Oh, oh Sonia. Um, I also have a couple of great quotes from this night. One is also from Sonia. She is talking about Luann. And the short Mexican waiter. And she says, Luann is going to scope him up like oh, King yes. Kong. <laughs> Alluding to the fact that Luann is yes. King Kong. <laughs> and I assume that the waiter is the building. <laughs> that King Kong climbs. I don't know. Or maybe the waiter was King Kong and he's going to climb Luann like the building. Anyway. Then I also we also get one from Dorinda uh, about dating men. You smell it, you like it, yes. you go for it. Words to live by. And then Luann follows it up with, like a dog. <laughs> God, these ladies are too good. Yes, I agree. Oh, wait, I wrote down here spicy dick. Does anyone know who said that? I wrote down I don't like spicy dick <laughs> also, and I didn't write down who I'm said I'm sure it was Sonia. <laughs> or maybe Leah? I don't know. I feel like it was maybe a Sonia, sounds Sonia like quote. It. Oh, actually, there was one more good quote. was from Leah, and she says, I was thinking I was thinking about drinking the tap water to give myself a colonic. <laughs> Great idea, Leah. Great idea, potentially fatal. I'm sure you could potentially die from that. Yeah, I think it would just be easier to go get a colonic and you're not going to exactly. be sick for days. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Remembering the times I've been sick in Bali or Thailand, you've been out for days. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, have been sick in a... <laughs> yeah, why ruin a holiday? Any any other thoughts on this episode? No, that was all from me. Yeah, that's all from me. Can't wait to see the intervention with Dorinda in next week's episode. Well, that brings us perfectly to our next show that we'll be recapping. For Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, this episode, um, we continued off from the bombshell that was dropped in the last episode of Denise and Brandy hooking up. Um, Then we got to the next morning where Denise and Lisa had a chat about the night and also Kyle and Dorit had a bit of a discussion about their relationship over lunch. Uh, Then the ladies kind of split off into two groups where one went into um, this crown, this weird crown fitting. And that was Dorit, uh, Sutton, and Kyle. And then the other group of women, which was Lisa, Erica, Garcelle, and Denise, um, went Ferrari driving and a wine tasting. 
And then we closed off the episode with a second dinner where I guess there was further discussion into the Brandy and Denise saga, which is probably the most interesting part of the episode because I felt like everything prior was kind of a drag, to be honest. Yeah, I think the start of this episode probably 50 oh sorry, 70% of this episode was was filler mm. and uh nothing really happening. So, it was yeah, it was a bit of a, a tough watch. Um I'm confused by Lisa Rinna. I, d- I don't really understand. Um so I think her very first quote on the show on the episode she says I'm tortured by this. And then when, later on in the episode when she's speaking to Denise, Denise asks her, like, why didn't you tell me during the day? Like, if this were me, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. And, mm. uh, yeah, uh, last week obviously Lisa Rinna said, oh, like, she's haunted by the Munchausen's thing. But mm. I don't know. I think it's it's a different scenario. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting because I know that Denise talks quite often about her and Lisa being good friends. And I didn't really realise like how good of friends they were. And I saw a clip recently of last season where I don't know if you remember, but Kim or oh, when Lisa Rinna dressed up as Erica Jane and was saying all this stuff to to Kim. And there was a, this conversation between Kim and Denise Richards where Denise really had Lisa's back and was like, oh, you know, like, it was fine. Like, why are you talking about her costume, about Lisa's costume? And, you know, Lisa was really upset about the whole bunny situation. And, yeah, I feel as though Lisa, uh, Denise really has had Lisa's back. And I think that she probably – I think that Denise is probably a good friend and she just expects the same from Lisa, whereas I don't think that Lisa is a good friend. Back to her. Yeah, I agree. I think friend, if you have friends like Lisa, like, do you really need any enemies? So I think my question for you guys is Lisa Rinna. Like, I, I think that Lisa Rinna was closer to Aileen Davidson. And do you think she would have acted different if Aileen was in David? It was in Denise's shoes? I can't really remember how good of friends they, her and Aileen were. They, so they were quite good close or... Yeah, yeah. From from memory, I think they were both soap stars, so they've been around a while. And oh, that's right. I, I think through most fights, they had each other's back. Maybe then. And I think that maybe Lisa puts it out to people that she is quite good friends with people, mm. like, for example, Denise. But I think that maybe in her mind, she isn't really that close mm-hmm. with them. Mm. But maybe I mean she obviously I I assume she must have a couple of people and maybe Eileen is one of them that she would maybe consider a close friend and maybe she would have their back but I think maybe for her these other people are just you know Hollywood friends yeah I to be honest I am not sure I feel like with Lisa you can't be too safe around her if the if it comes between her and making more money I feel like she will put anyone like under the bus. Um, because yeah. I remember Lisa saying, oh, I used to be friends with Denise and she used to be so honest and now she's creating this persona. But if it was a real friend, like, I would not, just because of that, I would not say all these things just to get some more money. Also, oh, this is a bit off topic, mm. <laughs> but what do you guys think about the boots that Sutton got everyone? I mean, I don't really like gumboots <laughs> in general. I don't really get why, where they're wearing the gumboots. In my head, so I thought when I was in Italy, like we had to get um, like gum boots when we went to Venice because of the high waters. So oh. I was like, maybe they're going to Venice. 
throughout the trip. Oh. Like, maybe they're not just going to Rome. But then again, yeah. I, I actually think they leave at the end of this episode. So I was more confused. <laughs> but I don't mind gumboots, oh. and I thought it was a cute idea to, like, em, you know, embellish their name on it, mm. and then Sutton got to use yeah. the spare suitcase for her shopping. But I also think if someone got me such a big, heavy mm. gift, and now I'm going to have to carry it back in my suitcase. Yeah, annoying. <laughs> I mean, it was a lovely gesture, but you'd have to not not the most practical. You'd have to wear them on the plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to wear your heaviest <laughs> items and your biggest items that you can't fit in your suitcase. Although something tells me that these women could probably afford an extra suitcase, but yeah. not us average Joe. <laughs> I got to wear all my clothes on the plane, <laughs> just so I don't have to buy any extra luggage. <laughs> So I think if there's a phone call between uh, oh, Denise and – no, uh, sorry, I think it was D- Dorit. But in that phone call, we see that Dorit's wearing Fendi tights and she's worn these Fendi tights a couple of times during this episode. I don't know if you guys have seen that. But I was just going to do a quick game of Price is Right. How much do you think these Fendi tights are? A uh, hundred. I reckon maybe 1,200. Cool. They – are on their Fendi website in Australian dollars $490. Oh, really? Mm. Affordable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're actually not that expensive. Like, I imagine them to be far more expensive given that they are, you know, Fendi. Yes, I agree. And just in that phone call with Dorit and Kyle, Dorit says that, that Kyle treats her differently than others. Mm. Like, hold her to a di- to a different standard, sort of. What do you guys think? I don't know what's going between Dorit and Kyle. It seems like Kyle's really annoyed at Dorit, and I have no idea why. Like, all the three things that she's picking up about Dorit, they just seem really minor. Yeah. When I watched this scene of them on the phone, and then they also go out for a glass of wine... The whole time, and I wrote this down as well, I just don't get what this feud is about. And it kind of made me think, are they kind of, are they manufacturing this because they know Mm. that there's nothing really going on? Because there's just no reason for it. Like we see in flashbacks that Kyle is annoyed at Dorit because Dorit has glam all the time and is late, but it just seems so petty. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird, a weird feud. Do you know what I actually, I also have to preface as well, which they both drive separately to this lunch. I'm like, you're staying at the same hotel. (laughs) You know, probably jumping ahead, but not as if there's really much that happened in that scene. Except, can I also mention Carl's glasses? She looked like Elvis. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. I really loved Dorit's outfit. I I liked her glasses as well. I thought they were really cool. I did like her outfit uh, this uh, mm. this day. So we also see in this morning of Lisa Rinna and Denise catch up. And it's it's mentioned a couple of times throughout the episode, but Lisa basically says that she – basically that she's caught out Denise in that Denise has said that she didn't speak to Brandy after the uh, – after Carl's event or leading up to Carl's event about the, the women – and then Denise does say that she spoke to Brandy mm. and Brandy had said all this stuff that all the women had been saying about Denise. Mm. So what do you guys, what are your take on this? I think they're really like picking at all the words that Denise is saying. Um, Cause I, I kind of, I, I don't know, I guess Denise is kind of caught out, but at the same time, like, 
they're just they're really nitpicky. What about you, Claire? Uh, I don't think I paid that much attention because I don't really care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if they if Bravo could like break down the clip and like with a whole bunch of like, here's where Denise said this, and here's where she <laughs> is saying something contradictory. I'd watch it, but yeah, I'd just. Don't really care. I do agree with one thing that Lisa said is if I did find out that someone said stuff about me that wasn't right, I would call them. And I think Lisa did say, she's like, why didn't you call Brandy? Because you would. You'd be like, if a friend or someone else talks crap about you, you'd be like, why are you saying this? Like, this is not true. Like, where did you even get this? So the fact that she hasn't does pose a question mark. Yeah. I think it's all a bit sus. Um... And I think, you know, Garcelle does say it later in the episode is basically that Denise is not handling the situation correctly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's really thinking about how she's answering all these things. Like she doesn't have, and of course the night before she was blindsided by the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think she's being tactful about yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, she said that, you know, her and Brandy haven't, you know, haven't talked about, haven't, you know, haven't really talked. They're not really close, blah, blah, blah. And then she says that they had spoke. It's like, just, if you're going to lie, you have to choose one thing to lie about. Otherwise, you get caught out in all of these things. It's like, you try and stick to the truth as much as possible, except about the one thing that you do want to lie about. So it's like, if they did talk up, leading up until, you know, Kyle's party, it's like, well, yeah, like, we, why can't she just say, yeah, like, we've, you know, spoken or we've, you know we are like friends or whatever, but this didn't happen. I mean, look, of course, maybe it didn't happen, but I'm just saying she's just not being very tough. Aside from the sex scandal, do you think that Denise said those things about Teddy and about Erica being cold? And uh, she said something about Lisa, supposedly about Lisa Renner's all right. I think she did. And I don't think it's such a weird thing to say if she did say that because she had conflict with all of these women. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised um it's weird that now she's saying during this episode she's like I really like these women because I'm like no you don't the only person you probably like is Garcelle and Dorit yeah and this is the thing it's like just be honest (laughs) Mm. like if you did say these things I think it looks better if you were just to to admit that you've said it because again it looks like she's just lying about everything and it's like it's yeah it's not the worst thing like yeah she says yeah Erica is cold well you know it's easy to come back and say, yeah, I did say that, but you you are cold and you agree that you're cold. I um, I like what Garcelle says later on in the episode. She's a, if Denise can handle, can do with Charlie Shane, she can do with Teddy and Rinna, which is so true. It's, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really know why Denise is sort of, yeah, running away from it. Um, there's a... There's another storyline that I feel like they're trying to build as well with Kyle sort of being the villain, a villain this season. Um, It's that Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that she's – well, there's a complaint that Dorit has with her that a lot of her jokes go too far, and I feel like that's a very Lisa Vanderpump complaint. And I think there was something else that I wrote. Oh, it's, um, you know, about the crowns. How um, Kyle says, sometimes yes. I let my friends wear crowns as well. And I thought that was a very Lisa Vanderpump-esque thing. I wonder yeah. if it's also subtle shade to Lisa Vanderpump to be as though you got to wear the crown, but I let you wear the crown. But I don't think that Kyle is that smart. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so either. I think she's trying to be like Lisa Vanderpump, but uh, it's not working out. On that note, I'm just thinking, do I really want to watch a section of a bunch of grown women trying on crowns? Not really. I thought that was boring. And um, wh- what are your thoughts on crown as uh, uh, an accessory? <laughs> would you wear one? No. <laughs> The answer is no. I would not wear one. I'm not royalty. I'm not going to walk down the street or <laughs> go to some sort of event wearing a crown. I just, there's no no need for it. And Sutton saying that, you know, what was it, Dolce, that they make her crown every yeah. year. I'm like, well, that's great. But where are you wearing these crowns? I agree. I, I thought that was weird as well. I, I did appreciate seeing how much of a baller Sutton is and how she's able to, you know, command such fashion influences wherever yeah. she goes, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, there was one where um, Kyle was trying on a hat and it was a really ugly hat. And she goes, oh, how is it? And then Sutton goes, oh, I like the velvet band because that's like the only nice thing about the hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we also see a flashback later on back to them trying on outfits and Sutton having a breakdown about <laughs> what mm. she wears in the uh, – what she tries on in the store. And I thought that was quite, quite funny to see because we <laughs> – haven't really seen too many outbursts of Sutton. Um, and that she also gets – she doesn't try on the rest of her clothes there. She gets them all sent back to her room, which who who has enough money that people will do that for you? Not me, that's for sure. I wonder if she did that, though, because she didn't want to try things on in front of the ladies. Oh, definitely. Yes, and didn't want to come out as well, probably in front of the camera. Yeah. But she said that she prefers, like, trying on things alone. Do you guys like that as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind going shopping with people, uh, but I don't feel the need to come out and do a fashion show and show mm. off the outfits I'm trying on. Because I can relate to something. Like, sometimes you try something on and you're like, oh, my God, like, wh- who let me out today? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do you know what um, I also had a bit of a thought on was Sutton gets all of her – clothes that she wants to try on sent to the hotel room yet kyle feels the need to take her giant bag that she's just bought of her shoes and her hat Mm. because she wants to make an exit out of the store of this is how much money i have look at what i've bought she could have easily had her stuff sent to her hotel and they would have done it that's very she just wants to show everyone how much money she has uh, I guess the other ladies at the same time went Ferrari driving and t- personally I feel like I would be terrified. Like I do not want to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> I feel like I would crash it. <laughs> yeah. I would not be letting you drive the Ferrari. No, and I don't want well, to. Especially on Italian streets as well. They're better drivers than us. Yeah, I did wonder that. I'm like, I feel as though driving in another country is always scary. Meanwhile, driving a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me a Nissan Micra any day. I'll I'll test drive that. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you both. What uh, activity would you have chosen today? Would you have chosen shopping or would you have chosen driving, well, maybe not you, Nazi driving a Ferrari, but the wine tasting um and immersing in Italian culture? I'd do wine tasting. Yeah, I mean, look, I couldn't afford to shop at those fancy shops. Um mm. <laughs> I do love shopping, but mm. Yeah, wine tasting. I mean, those shops that they shopped in, I feel as though you could still get the clothes in America where they are, so I'd be doing the wine tasting and the Ferrari driving. Yeah, me too. If Unless they were going to give something for free, then I'd, I'd be down. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I agree. And the uh, the wine cellar and the snacks actually seemed quite fun, and it'd be something I'd, I'd be into because like people mm. slowly get like a little bit more lit and like you know they yeah yes. a bit less uh, sensitive about what they say. And I um I liked when they tried squid and if for example I think Erica said to Garcelle like that's not the worst thing you put in your mouth and Garcelle like acknowledged it was like <laughs> yeah uh, and then also when Erica says that uh, Thomas Vincent Girardi is the biggest diva and ask around <laughs> and she says ask around and I was like oh are we going to ask uh, some perhaps mistresses that is on the side. Oh. <laughs> the one funny thing I thought Garcelle said when they were at the wine tasting was she said, oh, this group party's hard. And then I was like, do they? Party That's hard? true. They, you want to see party hard, you go to New York. Those ladies are wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't see nothing yet. Also, Garcelle says uh, in the scene that she just wants a civilised group. What did you think when you were coming on a reality TV about a bunch of vindictive women who fight and and drink alcohol? Mm. Mm. Not so much, I guess, this group, but you know, you're not you're not on this show. I don't want to see you guys just having a good time. <laughs> exactly. They also uh, make some headway between Denise and Erica in this scene as well, uh, in that they bring up Aaron, mm-hmm. and I thought it like I thought actually Denise handled this quite well. In that she wasn't on the defense. She just said, look, you know, I'm sorry for his behavior. Um, You know, I don't think that, I don't think in her mind she, she really got it in that the way that Aaron was behaving was, was, was bad. But I thought Mm -hmm. it was good that she actually acknowledged it and she, she apologized for him. Erica speaks very well and very eloquently as well. So it's very direct what she's Mm -hmm. saying um, and straight to the point. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, to hear, I guess, how Denise interprets what Aaron says when she's seen it at the reunion and maybe what she'll say there. But um, if we're, I'm probably skipping ahead, but at the dinner scene where mm-hmm. <laughs> she addresses it to everyone at the table and says, oh, Aaron has a lot of respect for all of you women. And I was like, does he? Because I honestly mm. do not think he does. No, I don't think he does either. And she does also say no. when obviously <laughs> everything kind of kicks off again at the dinner uh, that she doesn't expect that these women are going to get an apology anytime soon. And the apology that she was saying that Aaron would give them is like, mm. sorry that they felt that way. And it's like, that's not an apology. That's not an apology. I know. And we see that time and time again, a.k.a. Ramona in the other episode. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's an apology of, yeah, I'm sorry you felt that way, but not sorry that I did it. And I don't feel sorry for what I've done. So at the dinner scene, I feel bad for uh, Teddy that she's pregnant and has no glam. And meanwhile, Dorit is 40 minutes late and has glam. But uh, side point to that, Garcelle has (laughs) probably the biggest dig I've seen at Lisa Rinna. And I don't agree with it, but I'm here for the drama. So she says, um, dancing naked is not a choice for me that I do on Instagram, particularly if my daughter had body issues. Yes. I kind of get what she's saying, but I don't think it's uh, it's 100% correct because I shouldn't we be happy with our bodies and celebrate them? And wouldn't that increase your positivity mm-hmm. of your body rather than 
covering up. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think that this, the way that Lisa Rinna acts can go one of two ways. One, it's, as you said, Anna, increasing body positivity, loving the skin that you're in. But on the same sense, maybe her daughter could also look at that and think, my body doesn't look like that. I'm not happy Mm, with my body. You know, my mum is and she's putting it out there and it makes me Mm. feel shit about myself. So, yeah, I definitely think it could go one of two ways. And, you know, this is Lisa Rinna's daughter and hopefully she has had a conversation with her daughter about this and hopefully she does say, if you're not comfortable with me, like putting this out there to the world, please, you know, tell me. I thought, so the ladies came out in their glam, mostly Erica and Dorit, and I thought Erica kind of flailed with her outfit, to be honest. I think Dorit brought it with her two belts. (laughs) But Erica, I don't know. I just thought it just didn't really hit the spot. Yeah, I agree. I thought she looked like an old school Mm. housewife. Uh, I I did not enjoy her outfit, and I think that I think yeah, Teddy Teddy won it for me, and Erica flopped. Teddy, sorry, sorry, not Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also just say, Kyle, what were you thinking? What was your outfit? It was this ugly black dress with a bow tie. Mm. Yeah. You have. Millions of dollars. Why did you buy this dress? Why did you choose to wear this dress? Someone, God, please help Kyle. Please stop making me watch Kyle's hideous outfits. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. And I also didn't like Sutton's outfit either. I felt the frills. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind Sutton's outfit. <laughs> okay. Um, who else was there? Garcelle, I didn't like it either. Boring. Pink. Suit again. Pink and black suit. Yeah, I don't think Garcelle has the best fashion either. No. I think she's uh, almost on the same level as Kyle. Which is so sad because she's gorgeous. Yes, like, I agree. Is so beautiful and I just, yeah, I just yeah. want her to shine. <laughs> and then we also have Lisa Rinna also in a pantsuit. That's all Lisa Rinna also wears. Yes, she sometimes changes up the pantsuits, but a pantsuit nonetheless. Then Denise <laughs> in a slip dress with a biker out biker jacket. Oh, Denise! Oh. Bra straps showing as well, which I just don't get when you um, you know have all this money by strapless. Denise is also a babe as well. Like mm. she could easily yes. wipe the floor with them. Yeah, she's so good looking and flops. And then Teddy, a black and gold dress. <laughs> and, uh, all these women. Yeah, I feel like a Teddy some gets a pregnancy pass. I'll I'll let her go. No, she's no, pregnant. she's got shitty no. bloody fashion sense anyway. So, god damn, yeah. you can get some cute bloody pregnancy outfit. <laughs> anyway, I just had to rant about Fair that because god damn it, get some fashion sense, get stylists. I just don't think that Dorit goes a bit too far. Like, you, like, you look great, but mo- but some of the times I'm like, like, for the amount of time you put in, I think you can, mm. yeah. I, I just don't think it's worthwhile. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's good. She could have lost one of the belts. <laughs> <laughs> she probably didn't need all that jewellery. 
What did you think of Denise pulling out the thing that Brandy apparently says that she sleeps with every woman that she meets and apparently someone in the group? Do you think that's a lie? I think that's a lie. Yeah. At first I was hopeful. I was like, yes, please make it be someone that's been getting down and dirty with Brandy. But now uh, I think it's Denise deflecting and yeah. just saying that Brandy makes up things. Yeah, because I think we spoke last week about who it could be and we thought maybe it was about Kim, but then it is clear that it was someone at the table. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't think that any of these women would yeah. have done it. I thought it was quite interesting actually because they obviously pointed it out that it was it could only be Lisa Rinna or Kyle. And I, was thought, I thought it was quite interesting that Lisa Rinna got quite angry about the comment and she yeah kind of made quite a big deal about it like how dare you say this and insinuate that it was me Mm -hmm. meanwhile all the women are saying that denise has had this affair with brandy and uh yeah i just thought it was quite quite double standards in that they could all say it about denise whereas they don't 100 percent know that it is true and the only reason they think it could be true is because you know Denise mm-hmm. probably is more more fluid and more out there. Uh, yeah, I just I yeah, thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um. So, I I think you know how Sutton said that she heard this rumor. Didn't Sutton say she heard it two years ago? Yeah. So bizarre. Very bizarre. Yes. Which it seems as though they hadn't known each other for that long. Yeah. The timeline doesn't really make sense. No, because we see. I think last season was it, or was it this season? Where Denise and Brandy caught up for drinks? No, it was last... I think it was last season. When they caught up, they were basically saying, oh, it was so good of their, I don't know, publicists or whatever to introduce them. But make it made it seem like it was, yeah, it was very fresh, their friendship, because they were saying that the publicist was saying um, that it's a bad idea that they're friends or whatever. And, yeah, it, it just seemed very like a very, very new friendship. And what do you guys think about Kyle saying that she had to, that she got dismissed as a, um, as what, like evidence in the case because I just, Brandy doesn't lie? Yeah, I didn't get that, what was going on. I kind of, I went on some pages to see what other people thought about it and I'm still slightly confused. Like it seems, it like the two ways that people seem to have taken it is one that Kyle was legitimately saying that Brandy doesn't lie, AKA there were all these rumors that Maurizio Mm. was having affairs. Um, What was the other thing that was brought up? And basically that Kyle was admitting that all these things were true. And the other thing was that Kyle didn't want to be a witness in this case. So she said it to be so that she wasn't a credible witness i.e. like she'd said different things like in the past that Brandy was lying and now she says she's not lying so Uh, it looks bad and that she wouldn't be called yeah I just don't really get it but yeah no one brings that up in that possibly the way that they were putting it was that Kyle was lying on under oath I don't think I have any other thoughts about this episode but I would like to say that I'm thankful that Garcelle is um, bringing something Mm. and also standing up for Denise Yes. And just prodding at Kyle and Lisa Rinna. My only other thing was 
I think this might be the last time we see Denise this or next next episode, and I think she uh, she doesn't film for the rest of the season. So what will the women talk about then? Oh, just like last season, they'll probably keep talking about her when she's not there. Axe the season, I think. Get new people. Just cancel it, because I am sick of watching this. All right, well, who do you want to get rid of? Yeah, well, who would you want to yeah replace? This is just the thing. Like, I don't know what could make this better. I just think... I think as a, as a definite axe, they need to get rid of Teddy. I just don't get her on this show. I think get rid of Teddy. Uh, I'm sorry, Garcelle. I think they should get rid of Garcelle. I don't think she she wants, you know, a, a placid cast. And, yeah, I don't think there's much for her. Sutton initially was bringing it for me, but I think she's kind of flailed a bit towards the end of this, you know, as we get as we're getting through. Kyle is too up her own ass, and she's not going to, uh, I don't know, bring any drama anymore, I don't think. Like, she's just so boring to me. I, to be honest, I could say things about all the women, and yeah, maybe they just need to <laughs> ax them all. How do you feel about Dorit at the moment? I like her. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think she should be on the show, though. Yeah, I do like her as well, but she's been very much a, a peacekeeper in these in this season, so no use for her. Yeah, and then yeah. I think as well, Erica, it's... I actually don't know why she's been brought back for these seasons because I can't remember what reunion it was. I think it was a couple of years ago. She literally sat on the couch with a sour look on her face the whole time and barely interacted with the cast. Why is she here? Was that the same reunion where um, I think Andy says, oh, would you like to do something with Teddy Mellencamp's dad? And she's like, No. We're completely different. <laughs> Why would he sing with me? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But sounds like something she would say. Uh, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, look, Beverly Hills has got some work to do to keep us as viewers. But um, And New York is good on that note, but it can just do so much better. And I'm just concerned that next season, if it's just about people drinking that, we're going to get a bit tired of it yeah they need more more than just drinking and, and fighting any last questions before we wrap this up no nope, please finish <laughs> all right everyone well uh thank you for listening to our episode as always please remember to uh leave us a review uh, give us five stars and check out our tiktok and our instagram channels at the t-bar podcast oh actually no sorry it's the t-bar Oh, no, I did. I said it right. Anyways, (laughs) see you later, (laughs) everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.